What's up, weebs? Welcome back to Anime Lane, the podcast where we take you on a trip down the yellow brick road of anime and take a look at everything it has to offer. Now, this time, I'm actually joined by a different co-host. I am, of course, always as always, Rebel Notorious. Um, but today, joining me is not Sean and Melina. You'll still hear them. Don't worry, they're not going anywhere. They're just not going to be on it as often because anime is not their main thing. So I can't force them to watch something every week. Um, but today joining me is my friend, Kelsey. Hi. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, going forward, Kelsey's probably going to be my main co-host. Uh, she's very much interested in anime like I am. Um, nodding doesn't do anything for audio. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, you, you can gesture as we all do when we talk. Yeah, but exactly. if you're giving a response, it's going to need to be audible. <laughs> Kelsey's nervous. She's never done anything like this before. Uh, which is totally valid. Not everyone spends their life around audio equipment and stuff <laughs> like that. So today, I'll give you the spoiler warning way up front before we actually get into the topics we're going to talk mm. about because I've done it way late in the last episode. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be talking about Makoto Shinkai's Your Name and Weathering With You. Uh, that's the only two we're going to be talking about. Last time we talked about three, that went on too long. So we're going to be doing probably two going forward. And normally what I'd do is I'd shake it up and have two totally different things. But for me, Your Name and Weathering With You are totally inseparable movies. They just go hand in hand. Exactly. Uh, so we're, we're going to cover both of those in the same episode. And that's all we're going to be talking about. So if, if you don't like Makoto Shinkai, if you don't like Your Name, if you don't like Weathering With You... I'm sorry. <laughs> Skip this one, maybe. Yeah, come back for episode three, where we're going to be talking about Galaxy Express 3.9 and Lupin the Third, Mystery of Mammo. Uh, but I'll, I'll go over more of that at the end of the episode. So before we jump into what we're going to be talking about, um, I kind of asked Sean and Melina the same question, but they're, like I said, they're not an anime, so it wasn't the exact same question. I asked them <laughs> what their experience with anime was, and obviously, short and sweet answers. Very little. Pokemon, you know, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure for Sean, yep. um, all that sort of, you know, usual stuff that people grew up watching on TV. Yeah. So, what is your, you know, how did you get into anime? How did you, What? how long have you been watching it? What have you, Gosh. you know? Probably been watching it since, kind of like, early teens mm. um my friend actually got me into it um i'm really like into drawing and things mm. like this so one of my friends showed me this character and i was like oh my god they are so pretty what is this <laughs> i've never seen anything like this before i've just seen like mm -hmm. the standard cartoons that yeah. we have she's like this is an anime called um tokyo Mew Mew. oh so nice that's my first kind of introduction into mm. anime um, absolutely adored it. I watched half of it sub, the other half dub. Oh wow! And I was like, "What is <laughs> happening?" So, yeah, had to go back and rewatch it all again. Ah, but... so did you start subbed and then jump to the dub? No, uh, yeah, no. Started dub, and then went to sub because um, they didn't have the other like ending oh, in okay. dub. So. That's what the the classic, yes. you know, only so much is is dubbed. Exactly, it was like four kids or something like this. Oh my god, that's does that a take throwback. you back? Yeah, because four kids was essentially my introduction yeah. when I was very young. Um, you know, I grew up watching Shaman King, Dragon Ball. Of course, everyone grew yeah, up watching Dragon Ball. Not not that four kids had anything to do with that. That was uh, uh it was either Blue Water or Ocean. That would have been dubbing it at the time um for the uk because uh, i don't think we got the i don't think we got the funimation which is like the main yeah, dub the actual, yep. until way later which is, shocks me because like i i can't even watch dragon ball in, in japanese anymore because yeah. of like sean schmel the the voice actor for goku and mm -hmm. the funimation version is just goku for yeah, me exactly it's totally inseparable so like hearing uh i forgot her name I'm not even going to try and remember because uh, I'd, I'd just fuck it up. Yep. Uh, she, you know, she puts in a good performance, but it doesn't it's sound right to me. You, it's not yeah, him, it's not yeah. Goku to me. So I grew up watching all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, didn't realize at the time it was anime because no one, yeah. no one did. It was all brought over, very westernized. Exactly. Um, you know, there's the the 
infamous One Piece, you know, four kids dub where they like edited out Sanji's cigarettes and turned them into lollipops. Yeah. Uh, turned the <laughs> the pistols into like bubble shooters or something yeah, like something that. Like that. There was loads of yeah, loads of really weird edits, and and it was funny because like I remember kind of reading into that and it was basically the the four kids head at the time had been like yeah we didn't want it but we had to buy things in packages so to get something they wanted they had to take this on and obviously you know you need to make a return on investment so they just had to work with what they had yeah exactly um but then i never really watched anything for years until i was i think 16 when i was leaving high school didn't have it was the same to be honest yeah didn't have much to do over a summer so i ended up do you remember the the app cartoon hd yes <laughs> totally like not legal yeah, not in the at slightest all, at um all. <laughs> but i remember scrolling through it and finding shaman king again mm-hmm. and so i started watching it and was like oh fuck okay this is really good yeah um and then i was like i want more like this and so mm-hmm. i literally just looked up stuff like shaman king Aye. um and i ended up on bleach Oh god, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Started <laughs> watching Bleach and then yeah, kind of from there just went on a title a title. Um mm-hmm. and then eventually like 6 months later someone recommended Tokyo Girl to me, I think a girlfriend oh, at the so time. Good. And at at that point it had just finished airing, so like there wasn't a dub available. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah oh, shit, cuz at this point I was watching only dub. I didn't only really want to watch it. Japanese. I didn't want to watch the subbed versions. And eventually I just caved and I, I started watching Tokyo Ghoul in subtitle and I've kind of never really looked back. Looked back, yeah. Um, much to, I think, your chagrin, where every time we watch something I'm like, no, subtitled. Exactly, that's <laughs> it. There are dubs that I do like. Um, you know, Your Name, I exactly. haven't had a chance to watch Weathering We've Used Dub yet, but, you know, there's there's stuff that I don't, yeah. I don't mind. There's also stuff that I can't watch in Japanese either. Um, like, I can't... I. I at some point, I will, but so yeah. far, I haven't been able to watch uh, Evangelion in Japanese, mm-hmm. excluding the movies. I think I watched those in Japanese because the English dubs, mm, <laughs> they're okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's our journey through anime. Then, yeah. are, are there any kind of like highlights you've had throughout? You know, watching anime titles that that, that mean something special to you and probably stuff like, that. like Death Note because that's the first mm. one that I actually like finished. Yeah, like, went out my way to finish, mm-hmm. and then Sword Art Online absolutely adore Sword Which Art Online. You haven't finished. I haven't finished. No. You got most. You got some way through season two, I think. Yeah. Um, you really need to. I know. I need to step my game up. Yeah, because <laughs> like for me, I love Sword Art, and I've seen the first season so many times. But like it really just comes into its own once it hits mm-hmm. the Alicization arcs and stuff like that, um, which sadly is all that's available in the anime. Uh, I, I don't know when we'll get more. <laughs> there is like a tenth anniversary thing because the the anime started airing in twenty twelve, um, where they're gonna announce a new project, which is interesting because so they've last year they put out the progressive movie so the sword art online progressive novel series is like you know how in season one they obviously have the Aincrad yeah, stuff mm-hmm. which is very short it's only like Aye. 14 episodes mm-hmm. but like that's reflective of what's in the books Aye. and is actually buffed out by taking some of the side stories oh, wow. that are in the books as well mm-hmm. um and published like way later mm-hmm. um so that's like all that was available and like so reki kawahara the author went back and started writing like going kind of floor by floor and mm-hmm. taking like a longer approach to the story yeah. and so they adapted that into a movie and now they're they at the end of that one they announced they're doing another one mm-hmm. so i'm kind of like what are you gonna announce <laughs> are you gonna announce another original movie like ordinal scale which has ended up becoming canon later on which is just <laughs> baffling and confusing um or are they gonna are they gonna announce that they're doing more when i don't think there's enough material for a new mm-hmm. season they could probably adapt Moon Cradle, which was a short story arc after the end of Alicization, um, which was only two books long. And I guess technically, season one, the Aincrad story adapted two books, but the 25 episodes was adapted from like four. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of confused as to what they're going to do. You know, well, Rings gonna, yeah. a while from being finished, which is like the current and final arc of the series, which is saddening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I'm I'm curious what they're gonna announce. Um, but yeah, you need to finish Sword Art. 
I definitely do. I, I definitely also recommend do. reading the books. The books are very good. Um, I I actually like the book for Aincrad a lot more than I like the anime. Really? I think because like, you know, one season one and two, they are you know solidly animated, mm-hmm. but they're very kind of just standard, yeah. and it's not really until Alicization that like A one pictures really started going hard on animating it and you've got some really nice scenes and and fight sequences and stuff like that mm-hmm. um anyway that's that's a longer conversation <laughs> about sword art than i expected <laughs> um Whoops. so yeah death note was another one that i watched early on yeah and too. i remember loving that it dips like after the yeah. halfway point you know once some um, so spoilers for death note if you haven't watched it where the fuck have you been though <laughs> exactly. um <laughs> uh once l dies i think it kind of it takes yeah, a bit of a... Yeah, it's just, it's a bit kind of, I feel like it's maybe a bit slow. It's yeah, kinda, I... Near, it takes ages to get to the point. Uh-huh. <laughs> Nier and Melo are like weird antagonists. Yeah. And I feel like they never really knew what they were doing with either of them. You nah. have Nier who's like L2.0 and Melo who is... <laughs> I love that description. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no other way to describe but, them. Yeah, true. And Melo is just teen angst rebellion mm-hmm. I guess is the best way to describe him yeah. he doesn't really serve much purpose other than to just kind of foil everyone and get in the way yeah, and make the story to... longer yeah, exactly um, but yeah so we were talking about uh, sorry I do this all the time we go on <laughs> massive tangents and I forget what we Oops. were talking about um, so we're talking about um, you know your, your kind of like special stuff are there any other ones that stand out I, I know I'm kind of pulling teeth here to ask these questions over and over but no, of course. everyone has like a massive list of, of special titles to them and it's always fun to see what everyone's yeah, mine's is probably with. like the ones that everybody's watched That that's fair though is like I, I don't think anyone should ever be ashamed of just having seen the ones everyone have seen. Yeah, because like everyone's like watched all these obscure ones. And I'm like, I have no idea what you've said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I could probably pull that, but like, this is the thing is like, it, it's, I say the same thing when it comes to music as well. Is like, there's no, there's nothing wrong with only or, or really enjoying the things that people find popular because they're popular for a reason. They're, yeah, exactly. You're always going to have people who don't think they should be. You're always going to have people who dislike them. But, like, there's no issue with mm-hmm. just liking the things everyone exactly. else likes because, like I said... like you said, they're popular for a reason. Yeah, so they, they, they have to have some reason that they resonate with so many people, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, good storytelling, good animation, or there's just some underlying thing mm-hmm. that you maybe can't quite put your finger on, which yeah. I think is, when we come to talking about it, your name, 100%. Exactly. Um, yeah. So... Again, sorry, I, I derailed there a little bit <laughs> going into that. But I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, even if they are only the, the popular titles. And this yeah. is kind of why I wanted to start this show. is because, mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of people who start getting an anime and they watch all the popular stuff, but they, they want more. And they mm-hmm. want, you know, and they're maybe just not sure where to look because anime is to... Sort of paraphrase a quote from Ghost in the Shell. Anime is vast and infinite. um, (laughs) And it can be overwhelming and, you know, downright impossible just to begin wading through all the amount of shit that's on offer. Um, And and that's, you know, one of the reasons, like I said, I I started this is because I want to bring not necessarily the obscure ones because, like, a lot of the stuff that I know I want to talk about you know, mm-hmm. off the bat and a yeah. lot of the initial episodes are popular titles. You know, your name, Weathering with you. I, okay, those are extremely popular titles and those are in the exactly. main main uh, m- mainstream of anime. Sorry, I totally blanked on what I was trying to say there. <laughs> um, but stuff like, uh, you know, uh, Lupin the Third, Castle of Cagliostro, that, that is definitely, you know, popular in certain mm-hmm. circles. But like... Yeah. I don't. I think it started to kind of fall by the wayside, and I think that's a bit unfair because you know Hayao Miyazaki. That's his theatrical debut. It's a very fun, good movie. Um, Ghost in the Shell. That is totally like massive, but <laughs> again, I don't think a lot of modern anime fans really have seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's Ghost Stories, which is kind of infamous in, in anime, and that was just kind of a case of we've seen clips of this dub, which is a little, um. <laughs> I always struggle to describe this thing. There's there's a lot of like crass humor mm-hmm. in it. Um 
and there's a lot of uh, what are now become slurs used, oh. uh, like the R word. Oh. In reference to the main character's little brother and stuff like that, who just, whenever they're on screen, kind of just mumbles intelligently, unintelligibly. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's, uh, yeah. Anyway, I keep doing this. I keep going on <laughs> tangents. I'm so sorry. My my brain's running at 100 miles per hour. Um, You're just so excited about everything. Yeah, pretty much, because this is only the second episode. And in the first episode, we didn't really have room to talk about anything other than you know, what we had to talk exactly. about. Uh, it's, it's good to have an opportunity to just, just kind of... Just back and chat about yeah, it. Yeah, and like, kind of lay out the idea for the show and kind of what's coming up in the future. And like I mentioned, you know, Sean and Melina are still going to be around. They're still going to be doing episodes every so often. Kelsey's going to be here the most often. And at some point, I do want the two worlds to collide. Um, and mainly what I'm thinking, this isn't like, I'm not confirming this. I'm not putting any, like, anything in the books just yet because it's going to take a lot of planning. But, like, at some point, I want to do big episodes, big special episodes mm-hmm. about, like, you know, Makoto Shinkai yep. <laughs> or, or specific series, you know, that, that maybe we've all watched. Um, and so I think at some point, you know, the first one I have in mind is Makoto Shinkai. So I, probably in individual episodes, we'll go yeah, over them we'll together. To, yep. mm-hmm. um, so, you know, today we're talking about your name and weathering with you. But at some point, we'll go over Garden of Words, Place Promise in Our Early Days, Five Centimeters Per Second, and Children Who Chase Lost Voices Deep Below. Holy shit, those oh are a God, lot of titles. Oh my God, say that ten times fast. <laughs> Um, so that we'll we'll go over all of them uh, between me and Kelsey and then at some point I think probably in November to celebrate the Japanese release of his new film Suzumi no Toji Mari I'm so proud of you Michael it's not the right one that's not the right second word (laughs) Um, I'm just going to double check that oh no Suzumi no Toji Mari yes um, currently no English title annoyingly um, I think we had your name and weathering with you's English titles kind of a little before this at this point. Um, after their initial announcement, I, I mean. Um, but yeah, so to celebrate the Japanese release of that, I think we'll probably do like a big episode where all four of us get together. Oh, really good, yeah. And we just kind of talk about Shinkai's body of work. So I'll get them to, to watch the episodes. And obviously, you know, that's where a lot of planning and a lot of coordination comes into it and, <laughs> and scheduling. So at some point... You know, we'll probably all appear together. There'll be four voices on the podcast and it'll be utter chaos, but I'm sure it'll be fun. It will be great. Um, I can't <laughs> wait for probably Melina just to rip your name to shreds. <laughs> she didn't like a silent voice, so I'm very concerned. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> um... So I think I've, I've, I've rambled on about this enough. I'm sure there'll be episodes where we go over... Just random shit where there's no like actual things we've watched to discuss. We're just going to talk about anime. F- just in general. Just in general, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we'll we'll get on to your name and weathering with you. So we'll start with your name because you know that's the first one. That's the this is that was when Makoto Shinkai hit the fucking big time. Exactly. Um, you know, massively popular all around the world. Um, I think it was the first anime movie that like. I seen everywhere, mm-hmm. and in terms of like being in the cinema, people talking about it, advertisements for it everywhere. Yay. It was massive, and I'm so sad I missed the chance to see it in the theater, um, which is why I was dead set that I was going to see Weathering with You in theater, and I did. I did. I, I saw it twice. Um, <laughs> of course you did. Of course, of course I did. <laughs> I would have saw it a third time, but then COVID hit, so you know. Rip. That yeah, put a nail in the coffin on that plan. Um, so where where do we begin with talking about your name? It's it's a movie that really means like so much mm-hmm. to me um, because I I watched it when I was at a very low point. Yeah. Um, and it just massively kind of captured me from the music to the artwork to the story. It was just so lovely to see gorgeous yeah yeah um and you know the animation is is like the in fact that was that was an interesting thing because your name was the second shinkai movie i ever saw the one i saw before that was five centimeters per second which was i think 2007 so like nearly 10 years Mm -hmm. before like a gap yeah yeah um so i think his first movie came out in 2004 
uh, the police promised her in early days, and then it was five centimeters per second, and then Children Who Chase Lost Voices, and I want to say 2011, and then Garden of Words around 2013, 2014, and then we got Your Name, I think, in 2016 in Japan. Uh, but Garden of Words, interestingly, when I watched that after seeing Your Name, was very similar aesthetically or animation style wise mm -hmm. it was certainly where he kind of started to nail what he was yeah, aiming for yeah because like place promised uh five centimeters and children who chase false voices they all look kind of different um and this is the thing is like i know i'm gonna we're we're gonna be talking about these films separately at some point we're gonna be talking about them all again later on but like Children Who Chase Lost Voices was a Miyazaki clone, mm -hmm. and is easily his weakest movie, in my opinion. Oh, really? Yeah. It very much, like... Because I remember when Your Name came out, the whole thing was, he's the next Hayao Miyazaki. He's right, the okay. next, mm -hmm. you know, Studio Ghibli. Right. And then I watched it, and I'm like, but it's not. He's not. And that's, like, the worst thing that you yeah. can say. It's trying to put someone on a pedestal. Yeah. Kind of thing. And, it's, and, and it's not to say that he doesn't deserve the praise, because he absolutely does, for both your name and for Weathering With You. But it's the comparison to Miyazaki just riles me up. Mm -hmm. Because Miyazaki makes such specific movies for such, not specific people, but for such a wide audience, whereas, like, Shinkai is making something so unashamedly his own work especially once he hit your name and weathering with you and I can't wait to see what he does with Suzume no Tojimari um, but like seeing it everywhere was something special um, I totally lost my train of thought again I hate it when this happens this is going to be like the the theme of the episode is I just fucking derail <laughs> myself um what were we talking about? <laughs> the animation, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but this is so. This is where he really nailed it uh, in terms of what he was wanting to do. I think, and then you know he improved upon that and weathering with you. Mm -hmm. um, so weathering I've been talking at like, yeah, weathering with you is gorgeous, one hundred percent. Absolutely. It was an interesting one because between your name and weathering with you, uh, I think at comics waved one of the art directors or animator or lead animators i think uh had previously worked at studio ghibli um and had worked with him on i think children who chase lost voices garden of words and then your name mm -hmm. um but then he left and so i was kind of like is no. the room you're gonna suck <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't it did i i not. think it totally like you know shook off any shackles of like being you know, cashing in on your name mm -hmm. thematically exactly. and 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 many other kind of narrative ways it's undeniably linked to your name but like it's totally its own thing it, is, it, it yeah. totally does you know it's and it's like you know uh shinkai is, a, is an auteur and that's so every movie you watch from him there's going to be the same things crop up because mm -hmm. that's what an auteur does is they create their own style and their own, you know, tropes and, and, and narrative quirks and stuff. And you've seen Garden of Words, yep. so you know that that's kind of true. That is, yeah. Uh, to an uncomfortable degree in Garden of Words, because there's a lot of feet, and I hate feet. <laughs> and I'm glad that that was not a Tarantino thing that, that Shinkai rolled with. <laughs> I'm so thankful if you're ever listening to this, Shinkai. Thank you so much for never bringing feet up again in your movies. <laughs> that was my main description when I completely yeah. forgot what it was called. And I was just trying to describe to you. And I was like, feet. And you were like, yes. Yeah. Because I had seen it like a little before you, like, uh, we were talking about Shinkai, I think. Because yeah. um, I remember like trying to get you to watch your name or like recommending your name to yeah, you I was like yeah yeah i'll get to it yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> as as everyone does when they're recommended an anime or, or anything to watch really i mean my friends are still tr trying to get me to keep watching agents of shield um <laughs> the marvel show and i'm like yeah yeah i'll get to, I'll it. Get to it i've watched the first two seasons <clears throat> and then like i was like ah, i'll get to the third season but like i got 
pestered so much to keep watching it. I'm like, no. Because you want me to do it, I'm not going to do it now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, if people keep recommending it to you, you're like, no, I'm not exactly. going to watch it. I want to do it on my terms, not your terms. <laughs> yeah, because like, that's why I've never watched The Wire. Everyone goes on about The Wire, and I'm like, yeah, I'll I'm the same. get to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, then eventually we did watch your name. Yep. Uh, I because you literally were like, "I'm bringing this to yeah. you," and you're watching this. Uh, so I I brought a couple of movies that day. Yeah. I can't remember what other ones I brought though. You brought Weathering with you because we were meant to watch like more than one movie. <laughs> did I bring Weathering with you? Yeah, you did. Did I have was Weathering with you in Blu-ray at that point? I don't know, but you oh, did. Oh, have... I would have had the Japanese Blu-ray at that point. Yeah. Because uh, all of, or yeah, all of uh, Shinkai's movies in Japan have the English subtitles on them, on their their, their Blu-ray. So I've I've imported Weathering, uh, Your Name and Weathering With You. So I had it in the UK like months before we <laughs> even had the whisper of the UK Blu-ray coming out. Um, yeah, I forgot about that. I thought. <laughs> What else? Did I, did I bring other ones or did I just bring yeah, the two? Yeah, no, you brought more, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah, it's like I'm a, totally like, blanking. Big, like, thing. I yeah, like, I thought... That I'd... looks, like, a bit much. <laughs> yeah, I, I do remember bringing a bigger one. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm, like, confused because, like, I do own larger versions of your name and mm-hmm. Weathering With You, or, well, at the time I didn't have a larger version of Weathering With You. I'm like, I didn't take the collector's sets of your name because i would have just no. took in the japanese blurry um so i'm totally like unsure what else i brought that day honestly i'm the same like the the two that stick out mm. was your name and whether yeah. with you because obviously that's the ones that i was most excited uh-huh. to actually watch with you um, yeah yeah <laughs> that's weird like i thought those would have stuck in my mind because like if i picked them to take and have someone watch they must be like Something what I deem you... to be incredible yeah, movies. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. That's going to bug me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we eventually watched it together. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, I think you fell in love with it. I fell in love with it. I cried. <laughs> you cried. I did cry, yeah. <laughs> I, I warned you that that would happen. <laughs> we were both just sobbing at the end of this film. <laughs> mm. And like, the thing is, is like, every time I rewatch these sort of things, because I know what's coming... As like as soon as something like happens, I said I'm gone. I'm I'm in I'm in tears because like, especially with Shinkai movies, as soon as certain songs kick in, I know what's coming. It just gets and you it in just the feels. Gets me in the feels. It does. Like when um, okay, I'm gonna give up on on like separating the conversations about these movies just know that we're going to be flipping between your name and weathering with you probably interchangeably consistently so you need to watch them both you so. definitely need to watch both of these um because like and and weathering with you i think seems to have more kind of emotional hits with its music mm-hmm. um so like when grand escape kicks in you know when when yes. he goes up into the sky to get hina back and the fucking piano kicks in <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. You just looked at me and I was like, oh Because <laughs> yeah. that, I think, is the just perfect moment of that film. Mm-hmm. And the animation and the Gorgeous. musical timing, mm-hmm. everything just worked out perfectly. I love the lighting as well. Yeah, the oh lighting as well. That's the thing like, about uh, yeah. Weathering With You is that they really stepped up the lighting. They really did. I like, think because it plays such an important role in the movie, uh, because obviously, you know, Weathering With You, the, the whole premise is that Tokyo is, or Japan in general, is is going through, like, just horrible weather mm-hmm. when it's supposed to be summer. Um, but Hina, I th- is that the main character's name? I feel like it doesn't yeah. sound right for some reason, because I know it's H- Hodaka as the guy. I'm sure it's Hina. Um, I think it's Hina. If I'm wrong, I'm gonna I'm gonna hate myself. Because uh, you got Taki and Mitsuha from Your Name. That's that's the two from Your Name. Um, Hina, Hina Amano, yeah. yeah. Never mentions her her last name in the movie though. No, I was just kind of trying to remember names because yeah. like honestly, I'm the world's worst with names. <laughs> um, so. I was like, my 
people can say the names. <laughs> I can just agree. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. When? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much once you commit to anime, you just kind of have to solidify that you're going to have to remember a lot of strange names. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, like once, you know, Hodaka goes up into the sky to rescue Hina, and it's when they start falling through the clouds, oh. and it just, it kicks in with, you know, the music builds and builds. Exactly. But then it cuts and just fully kicks in with that um you know just for today gravity can go exactly. to sleep line is just amazing because <laughs> when i first went to see that in theaters um so i went to see it originally at scotland loves anime 2019 um which happens every year at the edinburgh film house in edinburgh <laughs> <laughs> pretty self-explanatory yeah. there <laughs> It also happens in Glasgow. That's why I was going to specify. Um, the week before the Edinburgh one, there's the premieres at Glasgow, at the Glasgow Film uh, Theatre. Um, apparently the GFT is not that comfortable though, so I've never been. It's also, I find mm. Glasgow just a bit more awkward to get to than Edinburgh. Oh, I love Glasgow. Come I on. don't like it because it's a bit too industrial and a oh, bit too no, grey, bland. It. I've never been there when it hasn't been raining. I mean, true. Whereas whenever I go to Edinburgh, it's scorching sunshine. Exactly. You just... <laughs> like melt yeah and edinburgh is such a beautiful city as well oh, it's gorgeous uh so many different you know eras and I styles love of architecture the archi- yeah. yeah architecture exactly this Take is a thing <laughs> of like if you're this is another strange thing of like being an anime fan is that suddenly you become very interested in architecture why is that true I, <laughs> i've never been able to explain that but like before before I started watching anime, I had no interest in it. It didn't bother me. I mean, I still thought Edinburgh was a stunning, beautiful city. But now that I started it's watching like anime, it's seen it through new eyes. Yeah, it's exactly it. I I I always I think it's because like so many anime, because you have a freedom, you know, from reality, you can do so many interesting things with architecture, um, and you can use it in so many different ways. And there's so many stunning shots from anime that use architecture mm-hmm. in ways that you would never think and you'd exactly. never be able to do even in live action you know that's that shot from weathering with you where they're uh i think it's during vo- not voices of one because that's the opening song during celebration where you know it's doing the kind of uh montage of them yeah and you have the the sun coming out and then it cuts to the skyscrapers mm-hmm. and just all the windows oh, are bathed in sunlight yes it's oh, amazing. It's also a reference to another movie. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, so at, at least between me and a friend, we've we've kind of determined that it, it might be a reference to another Mamoru Oshii movie who directed Ghost in the Shell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pat Labor 2 has a very similar shot. Oh, wow. Um, and it's it's so like framed in, in the same way that we're mm-hmm. like, is it a nod? Yeah. Like, like it's too similar yeah, to be a coincidence uh-huh. kind of wouldn't, thing. And it wouldn't surprise me, you know, if... And you know, a current big anime director was a fan of a big anime director from the nineties <laughs> yeah, and eighties. Exactly. Um, what was I saying? I've derailed myself yet architecture. again. Architecture. No, before that, I'm going to go back to Scotland loves <laughs> anime. Yes. Um, but yeah, so you have the Glasgow side, which is uh, the the whole weekend, Friday, Saturday, I think Sunday as well, and then you have a full week, I think a week after. So there's a there's like a gap. So you have the weekend a gap week mm-hmm. and then edinburgh starts and it is a full week of anime there's stuff during the day monday to friday oh, wow. and then there is the saturday sunday which are the big titles mm-hmm. and so i went on the saturday and i saw children of the sea which was a movie for sure <laughs> we'll cover it eventually um uh, then there was weathering with you and then there was the the 14th one piece movie which they made the mystery movie that year and no one was happy even me as a one piece fan i was like this isn't what i was coming for no. <laughs> i didn't know I what i was coming something for different yeah like i enjoyed the movie it was nice because that celebrated the, the series 20th anniversary so there was a lot of nice you yeah. know again though it celebrates its 20th anniversary so it's not exactly a newcomer friendly movie it's stacked with a lot of characters exactly i wouldn't have been able to uh-huh yeah, yeah. There, there's so many one piece movies that you could pick up and watch and and not have seen mm-hmm. any episode of one piece but this one you very much had to have seen like 700 800 episodes of it just oh to goodness. know every character yeah. that shows up and kind of like every reference they make mm-hmm. so just a terrible choice all around um 
although in that screening there was a set of girls in front of us so I ended up meeting up with some friends who I didn't know were going uh, a guy I went to high school with hadn't spoken to in years was in the queue in front of me we started talking <laughs> um, right before One Piece and so we were sitting together and there was this sort of group of girls in front of us who had been to see you know all the movies um, and the girl in front was like a very big One Piece fan and we started talking about it and I'm like I never got her fucking name <laughs> <laughs> like Missed opportunity. I know. I'm like <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, seeing weathering with you, getting back to my point, finally, <laughs> um, seeing it at Scotland of Anime, the lyrics didn't have any. Uh, well, there was no lyrics on screen, so there wasn't a translation for any of the song lyrics. Um, and then when I seen it in the following January, so I watched that in the October, and then it, it hit you know theaters in general in the january uh and it did it finally had a song lyrics so i knew the moment was coming and i started you know getting (laughs) built up when the song kicks in when hodaka finally appears in the clouds and the piano starts but then when they crash through the clouds and the music kicks back up and then they start singing and it's you know gravity goes to sleep i didn't know that that's what it was gonna say yeah and i'm like Oh shit! Like I could have looked. You off guard yeah, kind of thing. I could have looked up those lyrics before, but I, for whatever reason, never wanted mm-hmm. to. I kind of, I think I always knew that the first time I wanted to experience what those lyrics meant was seeing it translated exactly. within the movie. And so when it comes up in the top corner of the screen, you know, gravity falls asleep just for today. I was like, oh, oh. fuck! <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Yep. Yeah. That. Ah. Uh, I. I. This is the thing, I always say your name and Weathering With You are like inseparable, but for me, I think the music of Weathering With You might just be slightly better. Yeah, pips it to the post kind of thing. Yeah, I think because, you know, Radwimps, the, your name was their first soundtrack, because obviously they're just, they're a band. Oh. Um, but they provided the soundtrack for your name. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think when, you know, Weathering With You rolled around, they had more experience, they had, you know, they had refined the craft. Yeah. And so I think that's why the music of Weathering With You works a little bit better than mm-hmm. it does in your name. That's not to say your name has a bad soundtrack. It still Definitely has some fantastic songs. <laughs> and um, I appreciate that, like, every song from your name had, like, an English version. Um, understandably, Weathering With You doesn't because mm-hmm. you have Toko Miura, a female singer who's who guests on, I think, three or four of the songs. So... You know, she might not be able to speak English, whereas the lead singer of Radwimps, he's bilingual. He can he grew up in America, mm-hmm. um, so it's kind of unfair to just be like, here, sing all these English words. Exactly. <laughs> like um. <laughs> so I think in the end, I think it's only as there still anything love can do that ends up being the only translated song, which only plays over the credits in its English version. Because yeah. um, I think in the movie does. Does this song actually get played in the movie? Oh yeah, it does when does he's it? running up the stairs. You know, once they've yeah, had the yeah, yeah. The, sort of, the really great scene with the, the gun at the end of the police <laughs> officers and he's like running up. That's Is There Still Anything Love Can Do. Um, plays in the movie in Japanese, yeah. but then in the credits oh, no. in it, English, it plays yeah. in English uh, if you select the option. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I totally understand it. It would have been nice to hear like full English versions, but mm-hmm. I, I get why they did it. Um, like I said, I think the the use of music and weathering with you is ramped up a notch from your name. Um, this is the thing, I feel like I should have laid out how we went about discussing these movies um, because <laughs> I, I just gush about these movies whenever I'm sat down to talk about them. <laughs> um, and yeah, so your name, I feel like we haven't, I've been gushing about we'll weathering with yeah, you. Yeah, we've, we've touched kinda, on it. Yeah, and and maybe this is where I explain why I think they're inseparable movies. Um, just to so everyone's on the same page because we've been going for like forty minutes and I haven't explained myself yet. God. <laughs> <laughs> Not to say that this is going to be forty minutes on the timestamp of the podcast. I may cut some shit out. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> um. But basically, the, I think they're totally inseparable because, like, weathering with you is the other side of the coin of your name. Mm-hmm. Your name is the beautiful, light, loving movie, and then 
Weathering with You is the darker underside to that. Yeah. It it tells very much a similar story and actually mm-hmm. has a brighter ending. Exactly. Um, because your name, you know, it ends with we don't know what happens yeah, with just Taki kinda... and Mitsuha. They mm-hmm. they meet on the stairs and it's like, hey, what's your name? And then oh, <laughs> and then the music starts playing. Exactly. Um, then but you then you just hope that they you get just together. hope that they get together. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but then with Weathering With You, you know, we see them get together. Exactly. They, they, you know, he gets the girl. He gets the girl, exactly. <laughs> um, which is a great ending to that movie, I, I think, it. because it's such a, you know... It takes so many twists and turns. Uh-huh. And, 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 you know, it's it's a much heavier movie, I'd say, than, than Your Name. Your Name, mm. you know, it has its, you know, heavy side. You find out that they're three years apart and Mitsuha exactly. died. That, like, blew my mind yeah, the first time. like, her, her whole village was just totally wiped out by a meteor. Um, <laughs> but, like, Weathering With You just totally is much darker, I'd mm-hmm. say. You know, once you introduce a gun in a Japanese yeah. movie, it's very different because guns are, like, a big no no over there oh, really? like super you know like against the law mm-hmm. i mean i know they're against the law here yeah, but like of course you know even in japan you know the yakuza won't touch them mm-hmm. uh big just no uh which is why that's a i think he's a yakuza that's like um trying to convince uh, Ho- uh hina to like join uh, the club join the club type yeah. thing which is probably you know be an underage prostitute i i think uh, Big yikes. <laughs> best left to interpretation, I think. Um, I think he's a Yakuza, and you visibly see when he mm. pulls out the gun, he's like, whoa, what the fuck? Exactly. <laughs> this exactly. just went from uh, a light, I'm going to beat the shit out of you, to, oh, fuck, he has a gun. <laughs> yeah, that child there has a gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, how the hell did you get a gun in Japan? <laughs> Um, but that's even a thing of like with weathering with you there's so many subtle like hints of things that are to come in the movie like um before he finds the gun Mm -hmm. when he first arrives in tokyo and i think when he first gets to not akihabara uh kotobuki no not is it kotobuki the kind of entertainment district place. Oh, um... Kabukicho. Kabuki? Kabukicho, I think, is the name of the district. Um... Kabukicho. <laughs> <laughs> like, um... Yes, Kabukicho. That's the entertainment district. Uh, once he gets there, and, like, you see what... There's a big kind of TV screen um, with the news playing mm-hmm. and you see the guns and it's it's oh like a goodness. news report yeah. about how there's been guns being brought into the country and stuff like that mm-hmm. and how some of them have gone missing. I'll need to watch it again yeah, just to catch that. Uh-huh, there's, there's, it's, it works the same with like your name. There's so many things that once you've seen the movie once when you go back you kind of start picking up on mm-hmm. a lot of different things and that's actually an interesting thing is like I meant to look into this um, but early in the movie, you see Hodaka reading J.D. Salinger's Catcher in the Rye. All right, yeah. And I was like, what meaning does that bear on the movie? Mm-hmm. Um, because as far as I'm aware, Catcher in the Rye is about a mental asylum, unless I'm thinking of a different movie. Um... I've always thought, you know, it's about like a doctor in a mental asylum who's not great to his patients. Um, uh, Sounds familiar, but... (laughs) It was originally intended for adults, but is often read by adolescents for its themes of angst, alienation, and as a critique of superficiality in society. Okay, I suddenly realise why he's seen reading it in the movie. Yep. Um, Interestingly, actually... uh, this I found out from looking up about the the I did a brief Google but didn't do too much of a deep mm-hmm. dive of it. But apparently it's translated by uh, an author called Murakami. Mm-hmm. I think it's Murakami anyway. Um, Haruki Murakami, I believe, is the name of the author who is a a massively famous Japanese author, but also heavily translated in English as well. Very popular, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay. 
this must have some relevance. Yeah. Um, but now reading that, I th- I think I get it because that's sort of the theme of the movie in itself exactly. as well as kind of teenage rebellion mm-hmm. and and thinking that you know you can you can change the world. Which, say take on the world. Yeah. Take on the world, which they very much do. Mm-hmm. And weathering with you again. We said we we're going to start talking about your name, and I've been talking about fucking weathering with you again. <laughs> Holy fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's the thing is like I feel like because weathering with you is the newest one. Sorry if I sound a bit odd at times. My sinuses are still acting up, and I, I'm not sure why. I think we may just be approaching allergy season. So if I suddenly start sounding very nasally, it's because my sinuses are just like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's that's the thing is like because weathering with you is the newest one. Mm-hmm. I haven't had time, as much time to do as heavy in depth you know thinking reflecting analyzing exactly. these things that you know you always do with with movies you love um whereas like you know i i watched uh your name when it first came out in 2017 and i think it was 2017 or 2018 whenever it came out in japanese sure, blurry. It was 2016 so it might have been 2017 when the oh, japanese right, blurry okay. came out because they're they wait longer right um because weathering with you was i want to say july 2019 and then it was almost july 2020 by the time that the, the blurry yeah. came out um, whereas we're a very quick turnaround over here, you know, it's like yeah. the, the movie's in theatres for like three months and, and then, you have yeah, it. That's it. Um, whereas, and now because of COVID, you know, a lot of things only have like a 45 day window before they're available mm-hmm. digitally. I mean, you can still catch them in theatres, but like you can get a hold of them relatively yeah, easily exactly. uh, after about 45 days. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I remember watching it back in 2017. So like, <laughs> I have talked to people endlessly about this movie recommending it to them people who love it as much as i do talking in depth about it and so it's weird as like sometimes i'm just thinking like what more can i say about the movie um other than you know watch it (laughs) do it if you're listening to this you have to have seen it please um you couldn't have got this far in (laughs) no we've massively spoiled the point of the movie like we you you could have been ten minutes in listening to this this podcast and the movie and I've just told you what happens halfway through it. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like I remember watching it and then like that that twist for the first time that they're three years apart, that yeah. she's dead, her whole village is dead, and that you know that that was astounding. You know, you no one mm-hmm. see or. I don't think anyone's seen it coming because it's no, not until it you watch. It pulled the rug out from underneath uh-huh. me, honestly. Because like, like I was wondering, God. where's this gonna go? Exactly. You know, what's gonna happen? And like you know, the first hint is that she goes to Tokyo, mm-hmm. and you know, tries to meet him, but he, he doesn't, doesn't recognize yeah. her. He doesn't know who she is. Um, which is interestingly already hinted at at the beginning of the movie because that's one of the opening scenes. Um, as you know, him waking up in her body. Uh, remembering that mm-hmm. um, and then you know we just cut to Mitsuha during her normal everyday life yeah. it's not until I think about 20 or 30 minutes into the movie that you actually see her switch with him for the first time yeah, exactly. so it does all of this massive building up mm-hmm. to you know them switching to them you know then laying the ground rules of yeah. you know what kind of like leaving notes for each uh-huh. other and things like yeah. that yeah. and you know as much as Mitsuha is like one that's like we need the rules, she is the one easily breaking them the most because like <laughs> she's fully fucking with his relationships. Exactly. Like going after Onodera, um, the Okudera. I think it's Okudera. Thanks. I don't think it's Onodera. I think it's Okudera. Mm-hmm. Um, the kind of like she's not his boss. I don't know what. I think they just work together. Yeah, I think it's just because she's slightly older and she's yeah, worked there longer. Exactly. Um, that she's kind of like the senpai. Yeah. Because uh, that, that's the thing is like every time I watch the movie, I'm like, she's not the boss. <laughs> like I, I can't actually figure out. I think she's maybe just you know the most senior. Yeah, she's the senior waitress. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Mitsuha fully fucks with that relationship. Yeah, exactly. What also kind of confuses me is that she actually gets a date exactly. with her. And then later on, 
you know, when they're, like, searching for Mitsuha, mm-hmm. once Taki, you know, is, is fully still in control of his body, they start switching and everything like that. She's old enough to smoke. Yeah. Which means there's, like, a four or five year difference between them. There, there must be. Because Taki has to be 16, 17. I think Taki's 17. I think he is 17. She has to be at least 20, 21. 21, Because yeah. I know that the liquor laws in Japan are 20 for drinking. Right. So I think the smoking has to be around the same age. Mm-hmm. It's an odd... Yeah, it's kind of... It's a bit of a weird one. Yeah, because yeah. like he's getting ready to go to college. Mm-hmm. She's finished college. Exactly. Like I think she even mentions that. And then like later on, you know, uh, near the end of the movie, mm-hmm. when he's like, you know, applying for jobs, not a huge amount of time has gone by at that point. I don't think. I think he's maybe nineteen. Yeah. She's pregnant, and having a family. Remember, she shows up. Oh my up. goodness! Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And I'm like. What is the age difference between these people? Because Uh she fully wanted to go on a date with him. Exactly. And it just... Like, did she not say that she liked him as well? Yeah. She said she liked him better when he was meeting her. Yeah, exactly. Which makes sense because she was the one actively trying Mm -hmm. to, you know, start the relationship. Aye, kind of going after her. Yeah, Taki was, you know, admire from afar Exactly, just kind of... Yeah. Yeah. So that's a weird one. I've never quite understood like how old she is because she also is like very much kind of, I'd say, depicted older. Just kind of into her she, appearance yeah. overall. Um, she kind of reminds me a lot of Fujiko from the Loop in the Third series, actually, uh, who's like you know in her twenties or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's the one thing. Like every time I think back in the movie, I'm like. That's a little weird. Yeah, it's kind of a sticking point there. <laughs> yeah. That also does mean, though, that there's, like, a three-year age gap between... Which isn't strange in the slightest, really. Yeah, because, like, her town's been destroyed uh-huh. for three years. That means, like, she's going to be older Yeah, than I think they established that uh, they're in the same year in high school. I think they did, yeah. And then, you know, obviously they're three years apart, which means I think Mitsuha has to be three years older than him mm-hmm. so when she's now living in tokyo she has to be like a fully established adult and yeah. he's just kind of he's becoming, just becoming an adult yeah, yeah which is an interesting thing when they meet again because mm-hmm. like she surely has to be a totally different person by that point because when i think of back to myself in high school like even two or three years ago bef- yeah like before i started working totally different person yeah i'm the exact same honestly there's no way that your high school crush shows up and you're like oh yeah let's do this yeah Yeah. (laughs) like you you probably like meet them and go oh why did i why exactly (laughs) maybe it's just kind of because the feels but i don't know yeah i mean they do establish that they have some sort of supernatural connection um i'm picking a little too much at the movies you know underlying romance which is yeah, but, like, he did write I love you on her hand. He did, he did. So... I mean, his name would have been more helpful. Exactly! I mean, <laughs> that's the whole kind of point, but, you know... It's sweet and it's romantic, but it's not practical, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's, where, that's what it was like when I was watching it again. I was just laughing. I was like, yeah, he was telling her that he was going write to write his name. Uh-huh. And then when she goes to try and remember it, he's like, oh, I can't remember his name. Oh, wait, look. Oh, it says I love you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> That's not helpful in the slightest. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, it's a great moment because, again, you know, musical coordination. She's... Yeah. Because that song is called Sparkle and it's very long. It's right. like eight minutes long. Oh, wow. Yeah, because, like, if, um, I remember looking at it and, like, every time it comes on, I, like, listen to it. But it's because there's, like, a... Like I'm, I'm, an instrumental section in the middle because right. it, it like stops and then like just goes into like the background music, mm-hmm. but then obviously comes back up yeah. again later on. Um, so I'll, I'll just check. I think it is. This is maybe like here. Yeah, it's almost nine minutes long. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Yeah, and I totally every time I I listen to it, I forget that. Um, and I think like the English version's like kind of short in comparison. Um, I think they made it like only maybe four or five minutes in the english version even though like the same length of time goes by in the movie and it's the same 
musical cue. I can't find the English version on the soundtrack. <laughs> Where is it? Dream Lanterns there. Okudera is her name. Yeah, theme of Okudera. Visit Tahida. Where is Sparkle? <laughs> I actually don't see Zen 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 either. In fact, I only see Dream Lantern. Oh no, there's Zen Zen Zen. Zen Zen Zen. I never know how to pronounce <laughs> that that word. Um, anyway, yeah, very longer song than you think. Very good uh, use of it in the movie, mm-hmm. though. Um, you know, kind of plays and then. It goes into background music. You have that whole scene where, you know, Mitsuha shows up and argues with her dad and they yep. start, you know, coordinating how to move everyone out of the town and then she falls off the bike and she reads that and then the song <laughs> kicks back up again. It's it's great. I love yeah. the... The use of music can really just make me fall in love with something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if it's because, like, music's such a big thing in my life in general because um, you have some people who, like, never take notice of these sorts know, of things. It's... Um, like how can you not though I know I know uh, like <laughs> for for the next episode uh, with Sean and Melina we'll be talking about Galaxy Express 3.9 and like the whole kind of reason Sean like was like we we should talk about that is because uh, he heard the theme song for the movie <laughs> and he's like this is fucking catchy like what the <laughs> fuck <laughs> um, and then I basically explained the premise to Melina as like a train that, that rides through space and she's like fuck let's watch that <laughs> You've got me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yes, next week, maybe. I don't know the schedule of the podcast so far. Um, but next time, Galaxy Express 3.9, watch it. Very good movie. Anyway, uh, back to your name. Um, <laughs> I I love the sort of difference in colour palette as well yes. between the two movies. Because like, your name is such a warm looking movie. Mm-hmm. There's lots of reds, oranges. I mean, red and orange are literally like the key colours of the movie because exactly. of Mitsuha's bracelet mm-hmm. and also um, I don't know if you know about this but like do you know in Japan they have the whole red string of fate thing? I've heard about it but I've not kind of So this is an interesting thing that I don't think I see too many people talk about when it comes to the movie Is so in Japan there is a urban legend or folklore thing where everyone has a red string tied around their pinky mm-hmm. and it connects to the person that they're destined to be with. Aww. And basically that's your name. Yeah. You know, when she gives him the bracelet, you see it in the opening. Oh, I do. During yeah, Dream Lantern as it's... it changes into the... Mm-hmm. And basically it connects them. Oh my goodness. Um, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, so that's like the... That's another underlying theme of the movie mm-hmm. is, you know, fate and being connected to, to someone else. Um... And so, you know, again, red, orange, all of these sort of, like, really warm Mm -hmm. colours. And then, you know, that contrasts against weathering with you is very kind of grey. Grey. You know, I can't even say colder because it is very much just grey most of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, Which I think kind of serves to make all the kind of, just Tokyo in general, stand out and, and look very you know beautiful and in, in general yeah, you know I, you have all the kind of neon signs of, of pops the it just pops out yeah um also the rain looks fucking fantastic oh, in does. that movie um <laughs> and, and it weirdly is like it it reaches a sort of uncanny valley stage but also then tips back into like it's so aesthetically designed mm-hmm. that it's it's weird. I, I don't know how that's to describe exactly it. That's exactly it, because that's what I was saying when we first watched mm-hmm. it. I was like, this is so weird. It's definitely Uncanny yeah. Valley. Like, it's verging on too realistic, uh-huh. if that makes sense. Yeah, Tokyo's very kind of almost photorealistically yeah. designed in the movie. Um, much to, like, uh, you know, Shinkai very much made that decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, is like there's there's been, like, a thing said... I, I, I remember um, Dr. Jonathan Clements, who's a kind of big, you know, writer in the anime uh, industry, especially in the UK. He introduces all the movies at, at Scotland's Anime, and he he was like, you know, you could destroy Tokyo and rebuild it based on this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was also like a, another anecdote I think he told about Shinkai and, and, and Weathering with You was that. The, the reason rain features so prominently in the movie is because Shinkai loves rain because it brings people together or it, it like 
I wish I could remember what exactly what he says, but it's basically like uh you know, it, it affects everyone mm-hmm. and, and, and in different ways. People love it, people hate it, that sort of thing. Um he did an audio commentary for Scotland Loves Anime in twenty twenty when you know everything was in lockdown and online. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to listen to it because I hope he tells that story again because I wish I could remember exactly what he said. <laughs> um, so if there's an addendum later uh, uh, onto this podcast, it'll be that. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, he's obsessed with Rain. And yeah, uh, Weathering With You also, I think, was made in response to like everyone comparing him to Miyazaki. Or in fact, no, it was because Miyazaki was like, oh, you know not i don't think he was happy that weathering with you was so successful mm-hmm. for some fucking reason i mean this is the thing is like at some point we're gonna like i'm gonna cover miyazaki in depth um i have varied thoughts on him he's a fantastic director but he's a fucking grumpy old man um <laughs> who maybe just sometimes needs to keep his opinions to himself um you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything at all <laughs> no exactly this is the thing this is a man who like is like no you shouldn't be watching movies all the time it's like you you should only be going to theaters to see them because that way you're not rotting your brain and i'm like dude you could rated one of the first <laughs> commercially successful tv anime exactly because uh he 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 uh he directed future boy conan for nhk which is like the basically the japanese equivalent of the bbc mm. and that was the first anime that nhk had ever shown so like the the, the kind of joke around at the time i think was that, uh, you know, oh, you shouldn't be watching anime, you should be watching NHK for the real TV series. And then, you know, Future Boy Conan starts and everyone's like, Dad, this is NHK. <laughs> um, so, you know, he, he complains about a lot of things that, like, he directly has a hand in creating. Um, but basically, he, he was, you know, pissed off or something about your name. Uh, and basically, M- M- Shinkai was like, fuck it. I'm going to annoy him even more. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, Weathering With You is made in response to that. Thank goodness. Yeah. um, Again, I mean, we did speak a bit at length about uh, your name there, but I feel like I'm grasping at straws for what to say about your name because like I said, I feel like I've said everything I can say about it. Um... You know, it's it's a stunningly beautiful movie, and the animation and its music and the story that it tells. You know, the story is so. You, know, it, it takes a turn and it takes a twist and it, it it pulls the rug out from under you, but it's so simple and human. Yeah. That everyone can get you behind can it. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. You know, everyone knows what it's like to fall in love with someone else and to desperately do anything that you want you know, to, to, to get them, to, get them yeah. to be with them even if it means you know going in the face of and that you know covers both your name and weathering with you it is yeah um, your name is you know flying in the face of like literal death mm-hmm. to you know get back the person that you love whereas exactly. weathering with them. you is going totally against the world and, or dooming the world essentially you know yeah, to, to get exactly. back the person that you love then um, you know weathering with you is a whole kind of climate change allegory as well which yep. you know just adds the whole kind of <laughs> <laughs> what's the word <laughs> not ties it all together but you know adds uh, just an extra level of appreciation to mm-hmm. the movie um because like a lot of people, you know, I think especially Japan, which is a rather conservative country, um, to say that their politicians are far right is, you know, you know, maybe being nice. <laughs> 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 and and to say that a lot of the anime directors and a lot of you know kind of personalities from from manga and anime from like the you know the the eighties and the nineties who are still around are are you know have some disgusting opinions and stuff. And so it's refreshing to see. Someone who is willing to deal with, you know, a topic like climate change yeah. head on, um, and Not that's kind of exactly. As well. We've been talking for over an hour now, so I, I, I don't know if we're exhausted with your name and weathering with you talking about them. Don't Unless you have anything else you want to say. <laughs> the about only them. thing that I can think of is what you said the other day was, um, 
like the slight differences in the timeline. Yeah. Like where she has a different kind of generational phone uh-huh. and kind of like there's slight differences. Yeah. Um, that's why I wanted to go back and watch it again mm-hmm. just to try and pick that up. But um, yeah, Netflix that... is a dick, so. Ah, uh, yeah, it's, it's gone. Yeah. That's the thing is like, I thought about at some point buying it on Blu-ray for you, but I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you'd you, like, because <laughs> I know you don't collect them or like you don't nah. buy them. Um, and and uh, so I was like, mm, I don't know. But then it left Netflix and I'm like, fuck, I should have. Oh, honestly, <laughs> like I went to watch it this morning and apparently it went off yesterday. I'm not even joking. Oh, that's so rough. It, that's yeah. so rough. Because I, I was Googling it. I was like, right. I know it's on here. I watched mm. it like two days ago. Yeah. Like, where is it? I just want to rewatch mm-hmm. it again. Yeah, we've had some good conversations. Yeah. So I think we'll uh we'll call it on this episode. We're hitting about ninety minutes, and I'm sure once I edit that, then oh, I can no. get it to about an hour. Because um, <laughs> there's probably stuff that I could cut, you know, in there. Yeah. Big gaps and and my, th- you know, derailing myself. Um, but yeah, so. Thank you everyone for listening to another episode of Anime Lane. If you're wanting more information on the podcast and what's coming up, follow us over on Twitter at Anime Lane Cast. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.